Okay, so we have the lovely Kira Polson here today on Reiki Radio, and we've been trying to connect for a minute, so I'm so excited that we finally get to have this conversation. So first of all, welcome to the show, love. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, well, I know that in looking at your work and your bio and everything, you are an intuitive, you do energy work, you're an author, you have a publishing company, you've published books. I mean, so much beautiful um, content and classes even that you're providing in the world, which will segue into our topic today. But I want to ask you first a little bit about you and your path. So how did you get into this realm of spiritual work, intuition on all of these things? Well, I would say that I just, I've always been pulled to it. Even as a little girl, I was always, you know, the weird little girl in her room, reading her scriptures, like anything spiritual to me just pulled at me. And, um, and then both my parents are different types of healers. So I grew up with just kind of like this healing world, but I would say it just, I don't know. It was like, um, I was a massage therapist for 20 years. And in that time, I really got to feel the body. Like it was like at a physical level, but I also began to just notice like, oh, there's like emotions held in all these spaces of the body. So then when my dad opened a school, which is called the Muscle Testing Academy, I was like his first student. Like I went into his first round Mm -hmm. and jumped into that type of kinesiology energy work. And it just like clicked. Like it was like, I was just starving for it. And then my mom ended up teaching some form of energy work. And then I kind of pulled them all together and created the form of energy work that I do. So it's, it's been a, it's been a lifelong journey, really. That has to be cool to have parents that also are somehow connected to this realm. And then you being the blend of the two. That reminds Mm -hmm. me of a whole nother topic, but we won't go down that rabbit hole, but okay. So you do this and then you also notice in the process, like your intuitive and creative processes, obviously. And now you have this whole practice and business of helping people awaken um, and even finding their gifts and then turning that into a business that they love. So I have to ask you first, even in that, what even drew you into turning your own passion into a business? Because I imagine, you know, a lot of people have some hesitation and we wonder if it'll pan out. How did that happen for you in your life? Well, that I feel like is also a lifelong journey. Like I think entrepreneurship has been in my blood forever. I was Mm -hmm. 12 and I started my first dance studio in my parents' garage. Mm -hmm. I decided I was going to be a massage therapist at 16 and just started massaging all my cousins. Like it's just like who I have always been. So it was just a very natural progression for me. Yes. I have a really deep love of business. I got to watch my husband run a watch company for a decade And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the creation of business. And so for me, business is very spiritual. It is very spiritual in every aspect of how I run business. I market with my angels, right? Like I don't, I like use my angels to find the perfect people. Every part of business is spiritually created. So it's just like, it really is almost like a physical form of my spiritual world. And so that's why I think it calls to me is that it feels more spiritually created than how most people view business. 
Yeah. So, I mean, even listening to you say that, I'm like, okay, there it is. I mean, that's so interesting because a lot of people do come into some realm of work on themselves within the realm of spirituality, but then have this discomfort or many beliefs around this isn't supposed to be a business or how can this be a business and um, even fear of being judged for turning it into a business. So I imagine there are a lot of layers that you've noticed Mm -hmm. people have to work through. So I want to start with, before we get into that side, and it's even amazing to hear you say like you're in love with the business aspect, right? But just the identifying what our gift is, what our magic is, right? What our purpose Mm -hmm. is. For a lot of us, this can be a confusing thing too. We're like, I think I know, I'm not sure. Do you work with people in clarifying this? And is there anything in particular that stands out to you as you should pay attention if? Mm-hmm. Yes, this is this is a big part of what I help women do because they feel like called right? That's just the way it is. Like, I feel called to make a difference. I feel called to do something, but I don't know. Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't really know what my gifts are. And one of the best things I ever read was by Gay Hendricks. And it's in the book, The Big Leap. And he said, the thing that is your biggest gift, the one that is so innate for you, it's going to seem so easy to you. So you're Mm going to look right past it. Like you're not even going to think to teach it to people because you are going to say, everyone knows how to do this. And that's how we find your gift. So the thing that's so easy that I'm like, I always ask women, what is so easy for you? What could you do all day long? What feels so good to do? What actually gives you energy? And then we build their business off of that. Because if you build a business that gives you energy, you will always be successful because it's always feeding you. And that means Mm -hmm. you get to feed it more. So there's the bridge. So I can see, and even you explaining that, how then business could become this very spiritual thing. And I love this so much too, Kira, because it reminds me um, that it's important for all of us to remember our spiritual alignment or even our spiritual business doesn't have to look like, um, I don't know, whatever our assumptions may be, right? Like if I think like, oh, I enjoy energy healing. And if I want to have a spiritual practice, it has to fall in that umbrella where really it can be an expression of your art, right? So how do you use like different mm, practices and techniques that you've fallen in love with to help us get there? Like, is it a meditative thing or? Yeah. So I love that you bring this up because for me, Um, you know, I realized like, oh, I'm actually really good at healing. So then that was naturally the progression of where my business started. But then I realized that that wasn't, that wasn't my zone. My zone wasn't having people come to me eight hours a day and me healing, like lots of people that is their zone, but it wasn't for me. So I began to say, okay, how do I, how do I use my gifts that is in the zone of energy giving And I found that it's when I work with women who are meant to be leaders and most of the women I work with are healers of some level, but they're also really meant to lead, like make a difference. So I use my energy work then. And that means like right before they launch their book, they're going to hit some serious darkness. And so we clear it out through my energy work so that they get to show up quicker. They don't have to go through this really deep, low place They just get to come in, we do a really powerful session, and then they're able to launch their book in their highest light. 
or they're about to launch their coaching business, or they're about to like create their website. Sorry. There's a fly that is trying to eat my face. (laughs) And I'm like, go away, fly, go away. (laughs) Idaho problems. Anyways. So what happens is I get to use my gifts of healing, which I love to do, but it's Mm -hmm. to expand people. It's to help them move from this one vibration to their higher vibration, which means then they get to go out and make a big difference. And that type of energy work fuels me. And so that's where I get you. We get to look at our gifts and say, okay, yeah, my gift looks like this, but that doesn't mean that I have to do it like this. I get to choose how I use my gifts. Yes. I love that so much because I do think people tend to feel like they have to pigeonhole themselves into something that is mirroring what someone else is doing rather than trusting. I can take this thing, this technique, this practice, this thing that I love, but use it in a very unique way. So I love that you highlight that. And I'm sure there are people now going like, oh my gosh, what are the different ways I can use my, uh, (laughs) just even thinking of that. But you mentioned um, the publishing aspect. So I want to ask you about this because I know this is a big part of your business. First of all, with what you've shared, I have to ask, what even made you want to come up with your own publishing company, number one? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? So everything I do in business is divinely guided, like Mm -hmm. every aspect. And this was before I even had a coaching business. This was before I had a business and I'd written my first book and I just felt I felt like the divine said, you need to start a publishing house. And so I had made a commitment in my life that everything that the divine asked me to do, I would do. And then it was like, okay. So I met with lawyers and I put it all together, but then it just sat there. It was just like, why did I, why was I inspired to build this? And it just kind of sat there for two years. But in those two years is when I launched my coaching business. And it's when I started to really like create momentum in my work. And I remember um, the bank account had hit $14, right? This business bank account I had set up. And I was like, I'm just going to close that. Like, I don't know why I was inspired to launch this publishing house. And I was kind of really doubting the divine. Like, that was dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really like weird idea. And I, when I went to close it, I just heard a very distinct no. And so I put $100 into it. And about two months later, one of my coaching clients said, I just have a book I need to write. What do we do? And I was like, oh my gosh, I have a publishing house. Let's figure this out. And that was the birth of Freedom House. And now, I mean, this month we're publishing four books. So it's, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary adventure. And truly one, I feel like it is one of my deepest purposes is because I liberate women's voices through Freedom House. And when we liberate women's voices, we clear up generations of pain and it's powerful. No, that is so powerful. And I love that too, what you're saying. All these things are, you know, triggering thoughts and ideas, which I'm sure it will for the listeners as well. But a lot of times when we think about how we can share our gifts, again, a lot of us go into, well, it has to be a certain type of business or business model, not thinking of the various ways that we can actually share our gifts, our creations, our inspirations with the world. And obviously through writing is a huge one and hugely impactful. So could you talk a little bit about that? Um, Like why some people feel this call to just give this type of contribution? Does it seem to be therapeutic for people? Like what is that process like? And 
aside from just the publishing, do you coach people through the stages of getting it out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out of them. (laughs) Yes. Well, so I, I really work with a particular woman and it's, it's one, it's someone who just cannot deny the, the burning, the urgency inside of her heart. Like it's time. Like she just can Mm -hmm. feel it. Like it's time to make a difference. It's time to share with the world. And what happens is that those women also deal with a lot of resistance because they have so much light and they also can get stuck in their minds. And so what I get to help them do is learn how to drop in to their bodies, the wisdom of their bodies, listening to their hearts, but then also how to spiritually receive their books. So all the books that I help women write, it never comes from their mind. It really is like they're a vessel and they receive these messages. So I teach women the simple practices I use that I believe have trained my mind and my body to know when I'm ready to receive. So it's like a muscle, right? Like when we're going to go to the gym, we put on our gym clothes and we are very clear. Like, oh, I'm going to the gym. We're not like, oh, I'm going to church. Like, no, my gym clothes mean I'm going to the gym. And I've learned that there are simple ways to train your brain and your body to make you like really drop in and know every time I do these simple practices, every time I do these, these prayers of light, every time I smell these essential oils, my brain now knows I'm in the receiving mode. And when we do that, we learn how to receive our books easier, but then we just take that. And that's how you receive podcasts. And that's how you receive your coaching program. And like, this is just the muscle I work with. So I help women learn how to write their books, how to publish them. But then I, I teach them actually how to create a successful business because a book, this is very sad news for a lot of people, is never going to make you money unless you have 100,000 followers or more. So the book can't be the end step. The book has to be the beginning step. And if there's a message that's so important to be in a book, then it also can be a business that will bring in income and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's something I know I'm kind of like speaking a long time here, but I want to share, this is something really important to every healer who's listening, because this is probably the thing I'm most passionate about is if healers and shamans and magical human beings don't create successful businesses of light, the world does not get their work. So the world actually loses They lose out on the power that's inside these brilliant beings. But because of some weird belief system that we're raised with, it says, if you're spiritually gifted or you're an energetic healer, this should not be a business. What happens is then only like 10 people get to experience it. Right. And to me, that's a tragedy. Like we need all the light leaders to have Mm -hmm. successful businesses so we can change the world. No, I absolutely love that. I'm so glad you said it. And, you know, I want to ask you too about, you know, how multifaceted you are and the beauty and embracing that, because again, that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with or think they have to, again, put themselves in just one lane, this one thing. But before we get to that, because we were talking about um, the publishing company, I do want to ask you about the awakening authors, the mastermind that you will be putting together and coming up with. So you will have this program to support people who are awakening, (laughs) awakening as authors. Is this going to be a group, a collective Mm -hmm. um, type of program or is it one-on-one? How will this work and who is it for? 
So I do have a mentorship one-on-one, but it's usually full. So right now that's completely full. My mastermind is where I pull powerful women together. Like these women Mm -hmm. are extraordinary and I teach them. I have a digital course that teaches like all the tools I use and they can go through it on their own. But then we meet it's full, like massive support because I really want these women to get results. So we meet every single week for an hour And then I actually have a separate hour during the week called workspace where they get to come in and any tech stuff they're struggling with, because I'm a bit of a tech nerd. I love tech. I I understand tech. I'm there like a teacher, like bring me your homework problems and I'm going to help you out. So we've got a workspace session every week. Um, I hired and trained an accountability coach that I meet with every week for 15 minutes to stay in vibration. And then they actually get to be in pods. So I put these small little pods of groups together of women. And my goal with these pods is like, seek collaboration. Let's share each other's work. Everyone who's in the pod, like figure out how to share each other's work. It's a community, a sacred community of friendship and support. So the mastermind is all the things needed to write, publish, and create your business in six months. And it actually happens. Like women write their books in two months. We get it published by month three their businesses are up and running by six months. So it's a very like a run in a pretty high energy. And so that's kind of the energy we play in. And everyone who joins their publishing with Freedom House is covered in the cost of the mastermind. So it's a little bit like Disneyland. One fee, (laughs) all things. (laughs) One free fee, all the rides. I love that. All access. (laughs) So do people come into this? Do they typically already have an idea of like, this is what my passion is, and this is what I may want to write about, or is it something that, you know, some people, they don't necessarily know the topic, but there's something stirring. And as they go through the process, it reveals itself to them. I would say the majority already know for the mastermind, they're pretty clear, like, okay, here are the things that the divine has been asking me to do. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Now, if people are like still in the beginning phases, that's where I like just send them into my courses, like start with the awaken program. It's super affordable. You can jump in, start doing this stuff. As soon as you start doing the simple practices in that program, it's almost like your passion just gets shown to you. So there's some like little steps before you jump into the mastermind, unless you're like, yeah, I'm the, the women who join usually go, Oh my gosh, I've been given 50 ideas. I have three books. I don't know how to make any of this come alive. And I'm like, fantastic. This is the place we play. And we come in and um, I teach them how to strategize. I teach them how to spiritually create. I teach them how to use their angels. Like I have five kids. What I do is impossible. Like I couldn't do anything I do without my angels. And so that's a big part of what we do. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm already thinking like, wow, it's amazing that you have all of these inspirations, but you actually... Um, allow yourself to express through all of these different channels and mediums. And then you throw five kids into the bucket. I can't even <laughs> imagine what your life looks like. And we haven't even covered everything yet. But I mean, with that too, because when you're saying, you know, a lot of people, they are inspired and have 10, listen, I'm one of them. I always, yeah. I have notes everywhere of, oh my God, one day I'm going to get to this one. One day I'm going to get to that one. But so in this, it sounds like as well for people who do go through this and there's so much and you're like, where on earth am I going to find the time? 
it can be debilitating to some and discouraging because you feel like you don't have time to do any, so you don't do any, right? So this is like really encouraging then to say like, no, look, you have some great ideas. Is it just a matter of prioritizing or is it a matter of like, which one is screaming loudest right now? Like, how do we decide what to go with in the moment? So I'm, I believe that spiritual creations actually birth in litters. Like very rarely is it like, and now I will publish this and then I will do it. It's literally like they just all birth together. And so I just, I, I will give your listeners a freebie called my altar tool. And it's really what I do. I energetically have an altar in my heart and I place my creations on and I just ask like, is this the most important for me to be focusing on right now? And if so, what's the one action I can do towards it? And then I just receive it and do it. And that's, it's like these very tiny, small, everyday one action towards each thing starts to actually create momentum and then they become birthed. And once you birth one, then it's it's the weirdest thing, but that whole idea that says, oh, there's, I can't do any of it. It like goes Mm -hmm. away. Once Mm -hmm. one is birthed, it allows all the other ones to come through. That is beautiful. So in the scheme of all of this, you're helping people to really clarify and identify, but even more than that, own really what their gifts are and saying like, yes, you can do something with this. And it can look like a lot of different things. You can use publishing, which then supports the business. You can go down all of these different paths that will be most aligned for you, right? But then on top of all of this, you have the publishing house, which can also support this process for women. You have different programs to help coach us through how to work through our layers. And then you have a podcast. So you have the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) the Awaken podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like, man, you must be really great with scheduling your days out. So the Awaken (laughs) podcast, can you tell us a little bit about that, what the podcast itself is about, but what inspired this as another contribution for you? Well, the podcast has, you know, changed so much. It's been, I'm almost on three years with the podcast. So at first it was like, I wanted to hear people's awakenings because I had Mm -hmm. had an awakening and I wanted people to, I wanted to talk to people about it, but Mm -hmm. now it's more, it's just like, I don't know. It's just its own thing now where sometimes I just am speaking the things that I feel like the divine is teaching me. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. just by myself speaking out creations and sharing. And a lot of it is talking to creators because I believe that that is one of our deepest healing aspects is creating. I've watched, you know, in my own life with the trauma background that I have and the amount of healing and therapy and all the things that I've been through. Creation is actually one of my deepest forms of healing. And so I believe that when we bring in other women and other people who are like deeply creating, it inspires us to create. And when we create, especially guided by the divine, like there's no deeper sacred communion than that. And so that's kind of where the podcast is now. And then all the authors who we publish, they get to get on and uh, share their stories. And because the books we publish are books of light, their self-help, their healing, their spiritual nature. So the stories of the authors are just really powerful. Yeah, I can imagine. And I can relate to that. I mean, my podcast too, 
has changed so much over the years. It started out me kind of just sharing what I was going through in my process and then now interviews. Yeah. So interesting too, to watch the evolution of your creations and the expressions, if you allow that room. But when you're saying what you're saying here, it made me think of how intuitive creativity is. And I don't think a lot of people necessarily consider that pairing, right? There are a lot of people who don't even consider themselves creative and that's kind of impossible. And then there are a lot of people who don't consider themselves intuitive. But again, like these two aspects of our natural design, right? And then when we get to see how creativity flows through us, like this divine inspiration, and it is very intuitive and like um, can be very divinely inspired and guided. I think just acknowledging that and even through what you just shared, I think that helps a light bulb go out off for us of like, oh, <laughs> maybe there's more to this process than I personally realized. So I wanted to ask you about that too, because I know without a doubt, there are people listening like, yes, Kira, I have 5,000 ideas. And yes, I just don't know what to do with all this, ba 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 right? So are there different practices that you also teach people, say, for example, like meditation, like different ways to kind of bring it all in and start to pay attention to the flow of their own receptivity? Like, are there different tools and practices to help people, um, I don't want to say, not just prioritize, but have like a clear, clear reception on this is what I'm doing right now, because all the other ideas can be loud in the background, right? Is there a process that helps people that are really struggling with that in this journey? Yes. And it is, it's so simple, right? Like most things, spiritual are just really easy. We just Mm -hmm. think that's too easy, (laughs) but it's really, it really comes down to sacred space every single morning. All the women I work with, I I mean, it's non-negotiable. If they're not doing their sacred space in the morning, they're not going to get results. So if they're not getting results, I always go back to like, how's your sacred space doing? And they're like, well, I haven't done it. Well, okay. Well, (laughs) you know, like it's just the way it goes. If you do your sacred space, you're going to get results. And so sacred space, the way I teach it is definitely prayer meditation. I am a daily healing practice. And then also like actually asking to receive inspiration. So setting a little bit of time, like, Hey, if it's God for people, if it's the divine, like whoever this higher source is and really asking, like, show me what's the top three things that need to be done today. What are the top three things that are going to keep me in momentum that are going to really bring through the results that I'm being inspired to bring. And then when they're in that moment, right. So I, I notice, I mean, I have some like ADD tendencies, right. I mean, I have to, obviously (laughs) I'm like 87 (laughs) things creating all the time. So I'll be like doing something and it's like hitting a wall, hitting a wall. And I'm like, why can't I like, why can't I do this quicker? And then I go, oh, this isn't where I'm supposed to be focusing. So then I get to go into prayer and ask, okay, then where is my focus most needed right now? And I just listen. And because I've done this so much, I can receive very quickly. And that's for anyone, right? Like this is just a muscle. The muscle of receiving is like your biceps. The more you work them, the stronger they are. The more Mm -hmm. you practice receiving, you can then receive anywhere, anytime. And that's how I stay on track. That's how the women I coach stay on track is a consistent divine guidance. 
Yeah, I love that you're explaining this this way because I do, I know, and I've done it, you know, too. Like, again, a lot of people who have so much that they want to share and so many ideas and inspiration can be really hard on themselves about not knowing what to focus on at first or how, and then just shutting down everything. And then meanwhile, here come more ideas. Right? Always. To add to the bucket and you're like, man, what am I supposed to do? But I love this so much. And I really love the idea of um, how empowering it can be to help people not only recognize, you know, what it is that their thing is. And like, again, taking ownership of that, but feeling good about it, but recognizing it as a contribution back to the collective. So I wanted to ask you about that piece as well, because a lot of people fall into the like, no one's going to care what I have to share. Other people already did, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. Even in your personal experience, was there any um, like hesitation around any of that or what is your way of working through the idea that nobody, no, it's not, nobody cares about what I have to offer. Yeah. That's a huge one. That's a big mm-hmm. one that women work with all the time. Like, Oh, someone else just did that. Yeah. There's like a bazillion people in the world, <laughs> you know, but the truth is, is I actually, the first book I was inspired to write is called the hidden gifts within the trauma of sexual abuse. And I was inspired to write that before the me too movement hit. And then right when it was going to be published, the Me Too movement hit. And so my whole, everything inside of me at that point, I was very, um, what's this, what's the word? I was not super confident in Mm -hmm. my gifts and in my voice. And so I was like, why would God ask me to write this book? Like everyone else is talking about it. This is just ridiculous, you know? And I was, um, I was like in prayer about this. I was like cooking or something as I'm always cooking. So <laughs> I was like cooking or cleaning the kitchen. And I was like, kind of like yelling at God as I do sometimes. Like, why would you ask me to write this book? It's everywhere. Like it's everywhere. And, um, and then at that moment I asked I asked Alexa to play the song that is my favorite song. I always listen to it, especially at that time. It's called Oceans by Hillsong United. Have you heard this song? No. So good. And I listen to it all the time. And after I'd said that prayer, I asked Alexa, Alexa, play Oceans. And a different band sang it. It was the same words. It was the same tune. It was the worst song I've ever heard. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? And in that moment, I literally heard the divine say, your voice will reach people that others' voices won't reach or resonate with. And in that moment, it just changed everything. And I literally haven't doubted since because it got very clear that I may be saying something that a thousand people are saying, but my story, my energy, who I am, might only resonate with the 10 people I'm here to serve or the hundred people that nobody else could reach. And so every voice is important. Every message is needed. Like we are, we are like at the call of a rise. Like it is time that everybody steps forward and shares what they've been inspired to share. That is amazing. And so I have to ask you this too, um, just because I'm sure people may be curious when you do this work and people come to you and they're like, Kara, okay, I'm ready to clarify and I want to, you know, start my spiritual business or start a business that feels spiritually aligned for me, whatever that may look like. Um, Can they work with you, even if they aren't necessarily someone who's going to publish something? 
Or do you only work with people who have that path of like, we're going to put out your book, this expression, and then use that as like a platform for the rest of what you build? So for a long time, yeah, yeah, that was true. But what I believe is that if someone has a message inside of them, Mm -hmm. then (laughs) hold on, (laughs) this fly loves me. I think it wants to be my best friend. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) get it to leave. Okay. So let me just share my deepest belief is that if there's a message inside of somebody, it needs to be in a book. And here's why books are one of the only things that live beyond our lifetimes. They bring light beyond our lifetimes. My deepest favorite author, Florence Scovel Shen, I only know her because of her book. I only know her words because of her book. She died way before I was here. And so for me, it's like, oh my gosh, let's put your message into the form of a book because it will last. It will be here. And there's a lot of people who are afraid to jump into work with someone, but they'll read their book. Right. Right. So the book is kind of like, um, it's like the softener. It's the thing that softens people's energy. It's what brings light into people's homes, into their cars while they're at work. It's important. And so I really have that be a big piece to my work is helping people bring their messages through books. They're telling the right person. I mean, I love books. Everyone who knows me knows my dream is just to have a giant library room. I absolutely love, love, love books. Even if I get the audio book, I need the physical book. Like I I love books. (laughs) It's a problem. But um, yeah, no, this is such a beautiful thing. And I really do believe from what you've shared that it's going to inspire a lot of people, one, to come forward with, you know, even just saying like, okay, Kara, help me get this clarified for myself. But I love even the other part of what you share really helps to expand the idea again of what you're sharing of your passion, your inspiration looks like. And it doesn't have to mirror other people's paths. And it doesn't have to, you know, like you said, in the beginning, energy work, you can apply it in any way that feels most resonant for you. Absolutely. Absolutely love that. So I have to ask you before we go today, how can people work with you? You have the mastermind, you have um, one-on-ones that are usually full though, Mm -hmm. the podcast, you have authored books, all of this beautiful stuff. What are the best ways to get in contact with you and learn more about your work? The best way, honestly, is just Instagram. It's a very simple, like if you just want to DM me, I'm at Kira Polson. People want to send me an email if that feels more comfortable. It's just contact at kirapolson.com. And you can always check out my website, but because business is always shifting for me, it's rarely up to date. I'm just going to (laughs) go. It's just not, but kirapolson.com. If they want to see the powerful books we've published, then go to freedomhousepublishingco.com. And that is a, br- a brilliant way to just support these powerful women and um, all of their books are on Amazon. So everyone can just go grab their books. And really, if there's someone who just wants to jump in, I have so many little mini courses. I have like this really epic how, how to activate your message bootcamp. It's five days and it's really small and simple. And so that's a great little taster if someone wants yeah. to just kind of taste it a little bit. Oh, I love that. And I want to make sure we have the website for the books as well, because I am one I do. I love to support other people and women in the community. So it's 
freedomhousepublishingco.com. Yeah. Yep. And I'll make sure that the um, link for that is down in the show description as well. I'm really excited about this, Kara. I have to tell you, I was looking forward to meeting you, but I'm always curious about how the conversations will go because no matter what someone's point of focus is or their business is about, you just never know until you actually connect with the person. And I have to say, you know, through the years, I've met several people who focus on, you know, like spiritually aligned businesses and these types of things. But this conversation with you was quite unique and different. And so I really appreciate all that you have shared, the work that you've shown up to do in support of others. And I want to just encourage everyone to follow you. So if you go to Kiara Polson on Instagram, you can also check out her website. But again, admittedly, like she said, it may not be up to date. It's okay. KiaraPolson.com. And we want to check out all of the beautiful books that have been published through your company. Mm. Thank you. This has been delightful. So thank you for holding the space for this. No, I absolutely loved it. And we'll have to keep in touch. And I'm going to have to poke around myself because one day I may be calling you like, Kara, okay, listen, these things are haunting me. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I know that, yes, I mean, they're all in the pipeline knocking on my back. So (laughs) thank you so much for sharing this and for um, really, it's interesting again, like how spirit works through us and for us in support of each other so thank you for all that you're doing thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you love and for everyone else thank you for tuning in check the show description and i will see you next time bye for now